Welcome to Whiskey Fit, where we believe every bottle of whiskey has a story to tell. Three guys, one bottle, endless bonding. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Evan, and JJ. Welcome back to Whiskey Fit. This is episode number five of season two. Uh, it is set off air the most anticipated episode, maybe the most interesting episode. We're going to leave that up to everybody that is listening. As with all of season two, we have brought you a guest. In fact, today we brought you two guests. If you remember back to early in season one, we had an episode with Angela Tate. We have brought her back as well as her husband, Kenneth. They have brought us a special treat today. Angela, Kenneth, can you say hello to us? Hello. Hello. Very good. They are sharing a mic, so they're lady in the tramp and it going on, trying to kiss each other as they go tour the mic. On either end of the table, we have our typical other trio of hosts. Who yeah. wants to go first? I'm here. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan is here. It's good to see uh, I showed up. And JJ showed up. They are trying to tame their excitement because let's be honest, guys, this is their episode they have been waiting for. Angela and Kenneth have brought us not one, not two, not three, but five whiskeys. Um, and I'm going to let them talk about how they got it. But for the lack of a better term, these are the five of how many Pappy whiskeys. But Angela or Kenneth, can you tell us how you came about getting these five Pappy whiskeys? Yeah. So in uh, 2020, uh, Ronald McDonald House does a charity event. And they auction off um, or they do a raffle for the whole set of Pappies minus the rye. That's the only one we're missing here. Um, and on a whim, I paid for a ticket. And I won. It's the first time I've ever won anything on a raffle, and it's the last time I'll probably ever win anything. Um, so well, what yeah. a way to go out. Yeah, yeah right? right? the first yeah. and only. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, for those probably like myself, there's five people at this table right now, and we've got an audience out there as well. And I'm probably the only one that didn't realize Pappy's and all that. Pappy's is an incredibly expensive whiskey. Am I wrong here, guys? Or am I am I It actually really isn't that expensive. Um, okay. For from an MSRP standpoint. Okay. Um, collectively, all five of these bottles would be shy of a grand. Actually, not even probably shy of five hundred bucks. Okay. Um, for all five bottles, but you can't. You can buy them. get them. Like MSRP. you can't ever find them retail. So it's not the money; it's the scarcity of it. Correct. Yeah. Right. It's yes. not even the scarcity; it's, it's the supply side of it. It's, it's the, 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 the aftermarket, right? I guess supply done that, but it's like people well, afford yeah, they, buy it. Yeah. And yeah the secondary it secondary market That's on these is like insane. Like, but the for, scarcity is driving that secondary market. Yeah. Right. So is, it, okay. is this one of those allocation scarcities, or is that like a is it? Yes. So um, these are made in limited quantities anyways, and the owners are only distributing small quantities to select retailers, select restaurants. So for instance, if you are a restaurant that's going to get some, you may only get one bottle, two bottles, three bottles. The second that gets there, it's gone. People are snatching it up. Um, Same thing like at an actual uh, uh, liquor store or whatever. If they get that bottle, that bottle's that bottle is gone before it's even got there and it's getting sold for thousands Multiple. of dollars. Well, well over MSRP. But there's there's such a there's a lot of things I would say succinctly that drives um the um prestige of Pappy. Uh it's a lot of um there's a lot of hype, celebrity endorsements, and scarcity. And I think that those that combination of those three things are the biggest factors that are driving um the the, the value and the price point of these, like these are highly sought after, uh, for collectors, whiskey enthusiasts. Um, 
people with money, <laughs> not us. That's why we won the bottles and we didn't pay for said bottles. So uh, I don't Thank know. You anything to add to that? Nope. So you brought five of them. Uh, and I have this chicken stretch list here that JJ got me, and I can't read it. So can you tell me what five that you brought? That'd I can do it unless you want to do it, babe. So uh, we brought the old Rip Van Winkle 10-year. We brought the Van Winkle Special Reserve 12-year. And then we brought the Pappy 15, 20, and 23. Okay. This is going to be fun. So here's what we're going to do to keep the, um, everybody in the clue. We have an audience. Uh, we have a bartender. Uh, that is going to pour a sommelier. It's a sommelier. I mean, that's, guys, I wasn't going to bring it up. I mean, no, no, no. I know, but if no, no, it looks, that's a, that's if, like, if like we're going to get these, a lot of if we're going to, hours and money, if, it's like a level two also, sommelier. if we're going to have these kind of bottles poured, right. we had to get a sommelier to pour if, them, okay, not just some Joe Schmo. Because the sommelier and I had a great conversation off of it about his sommelier exam of having to taste, knowledge, and then serve. I would like to point out. That the sommelier <laughs> is holding the bottle and serving incredibly well right now. It's, it's, it's flipping. Thank great. you, Matthew. And he's, what he's we are a going, sexy individual. <laughs> what we are going to do is we already have one of them poured. This is in a completely random order. Uh, we're not going to try to identify them because none of us are really that good at whiskey. But what we are going to do is have a completely blind five taste test, and then we are all individually going to rank how we like these tastes, and we're going to see. Uh, how that plays out among the five of us. So the first one, uh, it's we're going to do all of these neat for those of you that are at home listening. Uh, and then we'll talk about them as we talk about any of them. So uh, while we're doing that and tasting, Angela, we know a little bit about you, but Kenneth, tell us a little bit about your background uh, while we're tasting this and learning lists about this. Uh, yeah, so there's not really a whole lot to say. Um, I mean, I, I I guess from a career perspective, I, I own an IT support company, um, and that's what I do. I'm kind of a nerd, um, and I fix computers. So, so how um, did you? I'm going to take the first jab. How did you get up unlucky and and have to be handcuffed to her for the rest of your life? God, fucking uh, damn you! Oh, <laughs> Beat me guys, I don't dumb. really know. Um, yeah, so there, there are, were was it, many. Was there ether involved? Did she, did she like chloroform you? I would no, like no, to. No. I, to I'm just jump, gonna say there were. He asked me to marry him, the, not the other he, way around. Was he hypnotized? Fair. Okay. There were many, many opportunities um, or situations <laughs> where I thought that I would never hear from her again. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, yeah, that he would never hear from me. No, no, I heard. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, so so, sometimes. Uh, so we met on MySpace. Let's, do we have to go there? Yeah, we yeah. did. Oh, that's a freaking loot. No, everybody here had a MySpace. Yeah, Brian yeah. may not have it because he believes in the Illuminati, but like, that's yeah. fine. Tom, just, Tom knew what he was doing, too, apparently. But I still have MySpace. So MySpace, who was in whose top six first? That's I, I don't know. So she reached out to me first, and then I, I initially, like... Like, uh, you know, kind of was like, no, like I was talking to somebody at the, at that time and then that didn't work go. out. Yeah. It, that didn't work out. And then I was like, oh, I remember, to, I remember cool. like, you know, Hey, maybe I want to go like talk with her. So then we, you know, we met up and again, that was probably the first opportunity that she had to run away and never come back. Um, this close. yeah, I'm surprised. Um, so, uh, you know, or I'm surprised or wishful. A surprise. Okay. Yeah. Man, um, you thought about that pretty good yeah. there for a second. So <laughs> I'm, pause. I'm a major introvert, so I just kind of lock up in sure. social so, sure. social situations, I right? So like on our first date, 
you know, it was a group date because she wanted to make sure that I wasn't a psycho, like, yeah. you know, I didn't want to get killed. serial killer or whatever. That's fair. Um, yeah. And I guess I was Thank doing you. the same thing. You know, I needed some social social support there. Um, and I probably said all of like maybe three or four words to it her the so whole painful. time. It was but, so painful. Yeah, it was very awkward. <laughs> For um, people listening at home, that's not, I mean, he hasn't changed. Kenneth joined mm. the gym and since he's joined the gym, I think he's spoken less than a hundred words to most everybody there. Incredibly nice individual, but just, that's just who Kenneth is. So y'all date went well, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't say well. Angela, I mean, the date hundred percent just pause. Yeah. Y'all are not watching, but Angela just gave a thumbs um, down. But I will say the next date or the next time that we got together, she reached out to me and no. I was shocked. Paula. No. Yeah. Okay. No. I was shocked. You, quick 20, hold on, hold okay. on. Quick 20 second timeout because the attention is there and <sighs> the pinnacle. Glorious. We're going to take whiskey first. What do we got? Yeah. What do we got? First whiskey. I'm already gone. Mine's gone. It's tasty. Yeah. What do we got? It's quite tasty. It, yeah. Good. It smelled amazing. Wait, y'all have already tried it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, no, I haven't even I'm tried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, Next one you have to try for sweet. Wow, mm. sweet and Cinnamon. oaky and woody. Not a lot of spice. That was, that was, I got, oh man, that was. I got spice. I got spicy. It is a little spice. I'm a little I, spicy. The three things I wrote down was spicy, smooth, and small sweet. Yeah. Um, I, I would. But, spice. I would clarify that it's a spice, more of a baking spice, not a spice as in spicy, in my opinion. What the fuck is a baking spice? Uh, it's called cinnamon. Thank you. One. Okay. Yeah, say cinnamon, cinnamon then. But I didn't it's say that I tasted spice. cinnamon specifically. I'm just saying that in general, I said the cinnamon. The spice, maybe just nutmeg. I thought maybe you were talking <laughs> about spice. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Okay. I actually do really like it. Before we get back into the marriage uh, domestic problems that uh, the Tate's may or may not have from this podcast, Ryan, yeah. I know you've been waiting for this. I know you've oh. been dying. Can you? Can you give us some background on Pappy's? Mm. What do you got? No, I didn't do a whole lot. I, I've actually taken a different approach to this one. Okay. Because I right. didn't want to be persuaded anyway because it's something that I was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have these whiskeys. Yes. And I'm probably not going to get the opportunity to have again. So I didn't want to pollute my brain with all of this education and everything. But here's the deal with it, like what they were talking about earlier. It's the whole Pappy Van Winkle and the – Started in the 30s is when they started uh, distilling this whiskey in 31, I believe. And it's one of it's part of Buffalo Trace's distillery now. They're the ones that distill it and bottle it. But I think they actually this Cesarek, S-A-Z. Cesarek. Cesarek. That company actually owns it. Okay. Uh, but Buffalo Trace does the distillery and the bottling for them. Um, but it's one of the oldest lines that there are. Uh, in whiskey and and one of the things that Angela was talking about earlier one of the big questions is 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 are the whiskeys that we're drinking now original flavors or original recipes I should say sure. from 1931 or are they just small remnants of DNA mixed with other DNAs of whiskeys so that's always like the big question is how how 1931 recipe is it so how much when when uh, it was it was thirty one or when did prohibition get repealed? So good fact, good question right there. Buffalo Trace Distillery was the only distillery or one of the very only distilleries that actually got a special permit from the federal government to continue producing whiskey for medicinal purposes only. Medicinal, so they, medicinal, medicinal, medicinal. Yeah. medicinal. They, Kept 
during Prohibition, they still made, made their whiskeys. Okay. You trying to say medicinal? Yes. Yeah, that's what he said. Is that what I said? No, no, no. It sounded like medicinal. You said medicinal, and I don't know what uh, medicinal. Well, you know, I'm from southwestern Pennsylvania, so we we enunciate a little differently. Upper, dude. I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. <laughs> not much going I, on there. Like, no, there's not. And it's and I went to Huntington. I went to Marshall University. And you have all your teeth. It's and I well, no, no, I'm missing mean. one. Um, oh, see. So, <laughs> before we keep going through all this, back to the tape yeah. domestic oh, issues. All right. So, so for, for those who initiated of, the second date, no, well, okay, Angela 100% gave thumbs down on first date. Facial expressions <laughs> do not lie. <laughs> to JJ's question, how did number two start here? So number two actually came about uh, due to my ego being stroked. Uh, I had told him when we were talking because we met online, as was established, that. Uh, I think I had made the comment, you know, basically like, I'm not very photogenic. I've been told that I look better in person, right? That I'm more attractive in person than I am in photos. And so I think I had made that offhand comment to him at some point. So then we had our date and I left the date and was not planning on (laughs) a future date. And then um, I got a text the next day and all it simply said was, you were right. Your pictures don't do you justice. My man. And I said, my man. I've got a lot going on. Maybe I'll just see. Maybe I'll just see what it's all about. Because my, you know, ego blew up, and that that's fine. Yeah. So that's that is actually how getting together the second time occurred. Because he sent that that one message. That was all it took. So Ken, you're a thinking man over there. Is that all accurate? Is she coming up with anything that's not? That sounds. Plausible? Plausible, yeah. So who asked who out on the second date? I still missed that part. That I actually don't know. I just know so, that at that point I agreed to see him again in my own head. Because, yeah, so you know. the second date happened. I was actually at a client, like, helping, like, a client. I was sure. in the middle of work, and I get a text from her, like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Like, do you want to hang out? And I was, like, beside myself. So I'm like, oh. you're not dating yourself that much because at least texting was around. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, was it, was it the, the, like, the click-click-click text? Or was it? Yeah. No, it was Probably. one. No. It was, like, a, it had a keyboard on it. It wasn't a, a BlackBerry, but it was, like, a... a blackjack? N- no. It was, like, a, a early rendition of a Windows phone. I don't even okay. really know. All right. Like, All right. There, uh, the phone was called a BlackJack. I don't know. I'm I mean, pretty I sure I had a No, not a BlackBerry. Still. And it no, wasn't I, I a BlackJack. Okay. It was a, like, Microsoft product okay <laughs> anyway um so but she was probably on the t9 the synth probably oh, she, yeah, she had, had no the money. motorola flip phone oh yeah so yeah, yeah 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 so yeah um so um so you know obviously i'm like oh sure like i didn't expect to get a response back sure. right so yeah and then russ is i'd like y'all to take note of how excited he was with that yeah sure he's an introvert he's excited just people talk to him and leave him alone Text is his preferred form of communication. You, your face of disgust after the first date was talked about. Let's not talk about throwing subtle jabs here on each other's <laughs> marital affairs. It may be one to one going on right now, as opposed to anything. So, uh, I wrote down notes. What do y'all got for the on, first one? On this one, this no, one, we're on two. Well, I'm this talking. I don't. Yeah. Um, this one has a like a vanilla nose. Ooh, like it, sm- it smells like vanilla. Okay. I have. I wrote heavier. That was the first thing that I had. Heavier than the first one, with less burn. It doesn't I, have the spice. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I would think. I, I feel like there's um, a little more complexity to the flavor, and it's definitely less sweet. Um, to me, the well, I just, I don't, I don't really. Um, there's something a little more complex about it because it doesn't have that forward sweetness 
uh, and the baking spice that I got from the other one. The first one to me was just like, damn, this is good. It tastes really good. It's it's delicious. This one has a little more of a regular whiskey bourbon. There's just something on the back end for me that. That's what I say. So like as you breathe back out, there's that vanilla, just really mm-hmm. thick vanilla. It's very coat. vanilla. Yeah. Uh, and then um, a lot more of the belly burn afterwards. So maybe a little higher. Higher alcohol on that one or something. Interesting. Is this I what caramel tastes like, JJ? Hmm? Is it caramel? <laughs> no, Motherfucker, that was the first one. You're not allowed to say the word. Oh, that's a, a forbidden. This one actually tastes lower proof to me. Yeah. Well, this, I just have this, this one like tastes sweeter and lower proof. Yes. Sweeter? You think it tastes sweeter? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I'm no. the first one. Yes. I, I disagree. Like a lower proof and sweeter to where the first one was. It had the slight spice in it, I thought, but it wasn't. The first it, one was heavy cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. And that, or to baking me, that spice. represents higher, higher proof. So no, I, well, maybe we should find nutmeg, that. I don't know. It, so what's, so like, then that's a question. What is the belly burn afterwards? Because I always, I always liken that to a heavier alcohol. This so one I does have more of a belly out. burn. I do agree with you there. It's like I feel that one through my esophagus. I don't know. I, I mean, I've liked both of them so far. My biggest I, fear was I'd be hugely better. underwhelmed, and so far I'm enjoying them, and they're very great pours. So that's well. It brings me to my next point: is <laughs> yeah. we're not underwhelmed by the saga that is the Tate's. Right now. <laughs> we won't make you go through. Every, I do kind of think our love could be considered underwhelming to some. We won't make you go through every date, but so y'all met on MySpace, but like, where were you in the country? Uh, y'all aren't Texans, we were, are you? Yeah, born and raised. Yeah, we were both. I think in Louisville. No, I was living in Coppell. Okay, and she was in Louisville. So like. Basically, like the same town, right? R- it's over, yeah, it's yeah, over there, yeah. off of thirty-five, essentially yeah, yeah. in that area. What did, I'm being I, asked? Okay, my, that's you, for the third. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Okay. So, how long did y'all date before? I guess either one of you were like, "Yeah, we can do this. Like, th- we can make this happen." Yeah. So that we dated for a couple of years before getting married. Yeah. Um, and like in between that, she had actually moved to uh, the British or the um, U.S. Virgin Islands to St. John. Um, what like the hell did you do that? For six, six because or eight? I can't. Why not? Because, yeah. So like, she dude, had just I, she just graduated with her master's and she told me as we were dating, like, look, they're beginning of us dating. Here's my plan. Like when I graduate. I'm moving to the to the Virgin. Basically, Islands. I said, if you want to date me, it's at your own discretion and risk because I'm leaving. So what did? All right, you went to the U.S. Virgin Islands to get mm-hmm. your master's. After did, no, you, after I got my master's. After, after, after master's. So what did you get your master's in? Uh, special education. So then you were just like, "Fuck it, I'm going to take this six years of school, and I'm going to the U.S." I Virgin just Islands? decided to take a little reprieve and uh-huh. do it. I knew that if I didn't go, then I was never going to go. Okay. Right? Like I knew I would end up getting a good job, getting married, having kids. And then that dream of trying something big was never going to happen. Okay. So I just had to put my big girl panties on, as they say, and How just went. How long were you there? And what uh, did you do? Almost a year. I waited tables. The first and only time in my life that I waited tables. Because there's not a lot to do there. Very, yeah, very tiny. The yeah. island's only nine miles by two miles. Yeah, it's like 13 people. Um, it's a tourist place. Uh and really one of the only things I could do at the time, unless I wanted to apply at a school, which I did not, uh, was work at a restaurant. So that's what I did. Hmm. I was broke. And you just left Ken's ass at home. I sure did. <laughs> I mean, he's just crying over computers doing IT work. because He came to visit like three times. Three or four times. Three or four yeah. times he came to visit. Holy hell. That's where I proposed. I, I proposed to her on island. Two day, Yeah, two days yep. before I was to move home. On the trip that I went to go bring her back home, yeah, I proposed to her. Very nice. He 
She had to pull yes. me by my hair, kicking and yeah, screaming onto the yeah. plane. Okay, I just I didn't know if she. Ma- I mean, no well, one, well, Angela, I mean, she, she might have said no, and then like changed her mind. Said later. yes later. And, I mean, thinking back on it, I don't know that I actually ever like asked, "Will you marry me?" There was a lot of emotions going on when the ring came out Did and all cry? of that stuff. Oh yeah, like you cried. Both of us were. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. It was very emotional. That's Did uh, I cry? it's okay to yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, it was one of those like excited, hysterical kind of crying. I'm not hysterical, right now, but just like listen to the story. <laughs> yeah. So nice. Was it was there snot coming in the cry? No, it wasn't well, like a, it wasn't. I'm just asking. I don't know. Like, it was a so very happy. sweet He's proposal, an and we had a very great night too. that night. So, what year was that? 2008. Okay, 08. Oh, nice market mm-hmm. crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Market sure crash. Was. I'm sure that was lovely. I had already graduated. Thank you, sir. All right. I also had a MySpace. I am not that much younger than everybody at this table. Uh, so you came back from Virgin Islands, mm-hmm. and did you then go into special education? I don't, we've never really dove into this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I've tried the number two. I'm purposely well, saving some for the end to re-decide which one I like best. Glassware. Oh, I get you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wait, so I, I start, I worked as a behavior specialist in Burbill ISD, uh-huh. um, in elementary special ed. Okay. Um, my specialty is working with kids with special needs, predominantly children with autism, um, and, uh, kids with behavior disorders. So, uh, I did that mm-hmm. and, um, so I've got a lot of family members yeah. in special ed, uh, that have gotten that their degrees, they work special ed their entire life. And it's always interesting to ask the question of why did you choose special ed? Because it's a such it's such a niche, it's such a calling. Why that? So I don't know that I have necessarily a clear cut answer, but if I'm being completely honest, from since I was a child, I always rooted for what I considered the underdog, and I always just had a really big soft spot and a big heart for anyone that was different, and it was always important to me that everyone be treated with the same um, respect as everyone else and uh, to be made to feel good. <laughs> so I just, uh, really, that was it. I literally, ever since I was very young, I was always gravitated towards individuals with special needs or differences or uh, different abilities just because um, I didn't like how society as a whole maybe treated them. Sure. And I wanted to help them and protect them. And it just kind of grew with me as into adulthood. And she married Ken. <laughs> yeah. Man, on that note, uh, number three, Ryan is just, I mean, Ryan is yeah. riding away down there. He's oh, got man. A, he's got a fucking novel. I love it. Well, right. Some, that's what I'm, I love some of them I, Molly and Matt. I have to remember some for myself. What do you got? Uh, that one, so while nose, I didn't think it was complex or uh, there wasn't a, as a lot of aromas like that first one. I keep going back to the first one. It was really sweet and a lot of aromas on the nose. This one seems soft on my nose, but now right. that tastes fantastic now that to me seems like the perfect proof wherever it's at that was just the right mixture of sweet and spice that so far taste wise that has been the better one i do agree i haven't tasted it but you were right on the nose there's not a lot going on on. no so 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 far just send your fucking nose hairs so i I that's why i had to turn away from the microphone as i put my nose to it it tasted bad (laughs) no i put my nose to it it's a little more ethanol on the nose holy smoke i I think so far so far this has been my favorite really now i'm excited i'm i'm behind everybody it's it's opening up and uh, like let it open up a little bit and it's got a little bit more of a nose like spin it around a little bit and just let it open up guys Shut the fuck up. Let me Google that. Like, let, let it aerate. This is the reason. Like, Jesus Christ. 
Okay. Like let let some air hit it so that the ethanol so can come out. I think it's delicious. I don't know if it's my favorite of the three you so know? far, though. Hang on. You don't have to. Uh, it no doesn't have to be, has to be your made, favorite. No consensus has to be made yet. No, no. Mine. I'm just. Well, you have your own list. I understand, Ryan, which is why I also test. am allowed to put in my opinion like you did. And here's the 8.30 in the morning spats. So, Ken, <laughs> she goes into special ed. Uh, it's 08, roughly, 09. Y'all get married, reside in Louisville, Highland Park, or Highland Village? Where? <laughs> no, no, no. We were, <laughs> so we were in Park. a very um, an old part of um, of Louisville, not really the best part of town. Like central part of Louisville? Towards uh, uh, Louisville High School? I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Oh, um, like, kind of... So, there's a ponchos yeah. off of 35 and like... the flag thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Kind of in that area, like oh, yeah. older part of of, um, of Louisville. Shout but out to ponchos. Probably the best thing that I remember about that area was there was a couple of dive bars that we would go to yeah. pretty frequently oh, yeah. um, that were like fun to go to. That's back when that was a fun thing to do. I well, still before like you dive had bars. two offspring. Uh, yeah, before we when had we had any, fun. Yeah. Right. Um, so... Texas Roadhouse and Dive. Um, that's no, yeah, that yes. is not what we're talking about. Um, there's actually a place called Tease. That's what it's called. Oh, Tease. Yeah, oh. Man, um, Ken's eyes just lit up when Tease was <laughs> Oh, said, I wish so. you guys could have known the Tease can. Um, was he an I don't ever call him Ken. Was in, guys uh, are bad influences. Did he get to be extroverted when he was like at Tease? So I, I mean, there, got, there, there is a, a level of, of alcohol. Vomiting. Yeah, so there's was, a level of alcohol that gets me to talk. This guy is the one that oh. is the puker between the two oh, of yes. us. Oh, yes. So Another there, opportunity there was for There's a lot of me away. holding his hair back. So this is, it's always <laughs> Wait, curious. Wait, he had hair? No. No, that's just the proverbial oh. hair. I was holding his hair back. Always curious, because somebody that, I, I am also a bit of an introvert, and I have, Matt, I hate walking into crowds, I hate walking into bars, social anxiety, like, I'm in with yeah, you yeah, on that. But... I also am old enough and aware enough that at some point I do have enough libations that my, I guess, social anxiety goes away. Yes. Does that same thing happen with you? Yes. Yes. I get the more I drink, the more talkative I get to random people. He's one of the few people I know that I like better after they've drank. You know that you're supposed to, well, either A, he's an alcoholic, or B, you're supposed to be sober more than you're drunk. No, no, I'm not saying he drinks a lot. I'm just saying that, like, there's most people, they start drinking, and they get, like, annoying. He starts drinking, and I'm like, oh, good, fine, we're good. Now he's now he's warming up, and I don't have to, like, check in on him. He's, he's being social. He's smiling. Check in on him. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got a bad case of RBF. Um, Shout out so, to me, like, bro. everybody thinks I hate them. Everybody. First, the first time they meet me, like, and oh, second, he doesn't third. like me. And, I've had to feel that a There's lot. that conversation of that's just how he looks. I've that's all, how he is. That's just his like, face. If I had a dollar every time I told someone that's just his face, I could have maybe bought one bottle of Pappy by now. Ken, I, I understand this, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, I, yeah. I get it. I, I live that life. It's just... Uh, that's why I'm on IT. Computers don't talk back. Yet. Yet. And I don't have... Well... I don't know, Chad GPT's, Chad GPT's Alexa. Like I think you might be a little, little yeah. behind there. I think you're dating um, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Siri. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was work that I could get into that I didn't have to really interact with a bunch of people. I could just, there's a problem. I solve the problem and I move on to the next problem. Sure. Right. So, and then y'all brought two beautiful children into the world. Yes. And you no longer go to T's. Correct. <laughs> no. But do y'all still reside in the Louisville area? No, we are in Frisco now. Okay. Yes. And that's how, how did you, how did you, how did North Frisco CrossFit come about? Uh, for so, you guys, obviously, I know it from Ryan's. End. Yeah, so for me, um, 
what? Let me tell my side. Well, so <laughs> there's a lot of whispers going on here, guys. Is there like? <laughs> is there um, some unknown? No, no, no. Going so, on here? so for for me, what had happened is like I'd always been like interested in doing CrossFit. Um, you know, to kind of push myself and, and whatnot, but I'd always had that social anxiety of being in a group like environment of like working out with other people. Like I'm the kind of guy that I'll just go to the, like the rec center and go lift weights and go home. Right. Um, so it was very intimidating for me. I had this vision in my head of it's just a bunch of bros throwing around weight. Um, and like, and it wasn't going to be an inviting environment. Right. Okay. Um, well, I, I had a, a little bit of a medical, issue where I had a, a, a herniated a hiatal hernia. So um, causing major acid reflux and stuff like that. Um, and dealt with that for the better part of probably 15 years before I was in a like financial situation where I was like, okay, I'm going to get this fixed. Like I'm going to figure out what's going on. I'm going to get this fixed. Had surgery, but prior to that surgery had to go on like a basically no carb diet for um, for four weeks for, I guess they, they told me the, my liver needed to shrink so that they could get in and do what they needed to do. Right. Um, dropped a lot of weight and I was like, okay, I want to keep this off, but I'm not going to do it unless somebody, unless I'm like pushing myself to do it. Sure. Um, reached out to Ryan, you know, I'm just CrossFit Google on Google. Right. Um, reached out to a couple of gyms. The only gym that actually responded back to me was Ryan. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, come in on a Saturday come try the class out and whatnot. Um, so it felt very inviting. Um, went in, checked out the class on, um, on a Saturday. Um, and I didn't immediately love it. Right. I mean, it was, it was a, do you love it? I must've been coaching no. the class. Okay. Wait no. a minute. Huh? Um, I must've been coaching the class. No, no, no Ryan, Ryan, I, you actually, I don't know you that I actually you saw yet. you until like maybe a year after like, that's not shocking. There. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, um, the workout kicked my ass. I left the place. I went home. I took a shower, started walking down my stairs and turned around and vomited. Um, <laughs> like it was a delayed, like, holy shit. What did you, happened? Did you hold his hair back? No. <laughs> what I, no. I told y'all he's the puker. Um, it's not me. And for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to try this again. And I went back the next Saturday. And then I went back the next Saturday and I was probably a good like six Saturdays before I was like, okay, I'm going to actually make the commitment yeah. to like start doing this. And then that, that was it. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that has to be like, I gotta be pushed. Otherwise I'm just gonna sit on my butt and not do anything. Sure. So, and then Angela, you came how, how long after? So I joined in 2020. I can be, I can be more succinct with mine than Kenneth. My gym closed. In 2020, for obvious reasons that we all know what happened in 2020. And I couldn't find another gym. And Kenneth kept saying, well, you can always come to my gym with me. And I had zero interest. Like, zero. I'll be honest. I had never wanted to do CrossFit. Um, I also don't think I had a good understanding of what CrossFit really was. I had the understanding of what most people think CrossFit is. Like, flipping tires and shit. I don't don't know. So, And I'm really actually... Can I just say, no one's let me flip a tire yet. I really want to flip it. We've never once flipped a tire. Even though there's one outside. So, I came, and it was not... It was not love at first sight. Uh, I also took a little bit to get into it at first, uh, because it was so different than what I was doing. Um, But now, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid, and and I love it, and here I am. I'm still here. 
Do you enjoy the community side of it more yes. or the fitness side of it more? Let's get that on tape. Let's get that on record. Def- definitely the community for me. Uh, for me, pro- oh, that's really hard because I've I've been into fitness for a while now, and I I really like to work out. Sort of. <laughs> Ooh. You know, what? I'm going to say I like to run my mouth, and mm. and North Frisco CrossFit gives me a place that I can run my mouth without any um rich, uh what's it uh, repercussions, repercussions mm-hmm. other than. If I dish it out, I have to expect to take it, and so I get it back usually worse than I've dished it out. Okay. But I'm I'm pretty thick skinned, um, so I enjoy. Are you I, I, just I enjoy make sure that. We're on the same page. No, I enjoy that. I, I do like the fitness. I think the programming. Just as an aside, not to blow anybody's heads up, but I do think North Frisco CrossFit has really really good programming. So I stay, but I also. Um, I, I, it's kind of like a home away from home for me. And it was, you know, like we talked about in the previous thing with the cancer journey. Sure. Um, I think it really got me through the last three years. Like I needed sure. the community. I needed the endorphin release. I needed to have the structure uh, of, well, this is just what I do on Tuesdays. Like I go sure. to the gym. So it was something to force me to stay in like a habit of sorts versus yeah. just like retreating into my shell and just saying, well, I'm just going to sit on the couch now. Like, I, it didn't allow that because I was like, well, I want to go see my friends. So to see your friends, you got to yeah. put your workout clothes. You got to go. So it, that, you know, that was kind of it for me too. So I knew we were going to dive into this. So before we dive into it, sure. let's let's taste four. What do we got here? I'm not. A, so sh- the I smell get, is terrible. I get peanut butter on the nose. Ooh, I didn't get that. But that's fun. that may be first on the bingo card yeah, of whiskey that's fit. Pretty good. That was kind I'm of a, sure that was kind of a, a sexy. Uh, I like that, babe. Look at you getting out well, there. Well, I wrote nutty, and then I was like, I need to specify. Mm. No, you really don't. <laughs> well, what? Bacon no, you really don't. Isn't specific enough because we've been talking about JJ's meat all day. Yeah, this is so. true. It's so, quite delicious meat. Uh, I also am, and uh, I didn't have peanut butter. I had dry bitter. There's like, just something I, I didn't like it. It took. I don't yeah. know if Ryan noticed, but I sat it down multiple times before tasting yeah. it. I kept re-smelling it, hoping I would. I was like, what, is there Turpentine something? Almost. It's I mean, the it... darkest one we've had yet. If you look yeah. at the color. It's yeah. been the darkest. Look at you. Good, of good the notice. Four. Yeah, a, a little bit of red apple and like, but a high alcohol content on the nose. And when you taste it, I literally wrote what Evan just said: like it's spicy and bitter. I actually don't mind the taste, but I wasn't. I was put off by the smell, but I enjoy the taste of this one. Yeah, it's this a, is definitely one that's like one of the like. 107 proof. I would totally guess this is one that's 107. And here's the thing, honestly, guys, if I if I remember correctly, only two of these two of these should be 107. All Mm -hmm. of the rest of them are in the 90-ish proof. So that's the other thing. Well, I'll let you keep leading the thing. Once we get all five, then our sommelier will bring them out, and we can dive into a little more once we have these rankings, and we can kind of talk about what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. I know I don't want anybody to think that we're being too brief on these tastings. Yeah, we're going to come back. But I want to come back to it with them in front of us, and then we can converse it more. But So re- kind of reversing back for those that didn't listen to season one, which shame on you if you didn't listen to season one. But shame. Angela uh, fought and succeeded in beating breast cancer. I am still here. Um, and also I, w- I personally would like to say that Ken also aided in that and lived that and um, – I had a very, not close to her, I had cancer when I was younger. Uh, and from what my parents said, it was a very scary experience. And then Ken can experience or can uh, express his. But Angela, you said something that I thought was incredibly resounding, which was the gym just gave you almost, for the way that I listen, almost a purpose throughout the fight with uh, 
cancer, if that yeah. is that. I do think that's a fair assessment. It was a very important place for me. And I know that we on, you know, on the gym side, we felt it. We saw it as, sure. as far as a, you have a heightened awareness of where Angela is that day. But I, I do. <laughs> you know, kind of, that's truthful guys. Like, Hey, is where's Angela? Is she okay? Type read. deal. Uh, shocking. Really? <laughs> Super easy to read. Kenneth, if you can even give a synopsis of that side of it, because I think we've heard a lot before and not to take away from anything that Angela said, we've heard a lot before of people that fight cancer and not necessarily those that are the assistant in fighting cancer. Mm -hmm. Also being a father. Can you give even a synopsis of that? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to pinpoint, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to go through. I think it's amplified, you know, with COVID was going on too. Right. So like our whole societal structure was up, like upended, like we didn't have the traditional, like, you know, friends, like we couldn't go hang out and like the, the typical distractions that come with daily life. Right. Because that all just went away. Um, and I think I echo um, Angela in that it gave structure, right. It gave a, okay, I'm still going to wake up. I'm going to go work out. Like that might be the toughest thing that I do physically in the day. Um, and, um, get that out of the way. Um, and then the communal aspect of it and the, you know, really the community involved around, like, I don't have to like shoulder all of this on my own. Right. Like I've, I've made friends at the gym that I didn't have previously through all of this. Like Matt, Matt's one of them. I didn't know Matt before, you know, all of this was going on. Um, um, Ryan was very supportive through all of it. You know, I mean, I've, I've had conversations with him of like, she would go in and try to work out day of chemo right? to get I, one, one more workout in. Right. Um, and then she's rushing like two days after chemo. She's like, Oh, I got to get like, I, I know I have a couple of days after I get chemo that I can still go work out before right. it just zaps me. Steroids were still running yeah. high at that point. Um, <laughs> you know, and I had, I, I had to ask Ryan, I'm like, Hey, keep an eye on her. And like, you know, I can't like, if I'm working out, I can't necessarily like always keep an eye on what's going sure. on with her. Sure. Um, you know, so it felt like it was, you know, I mean the, the, the true sense of like the definition of what community is, right? Like we all, we're all looking out for each other. You know, I thought Ryan um, just really liked me. Well, it was really because you told him to. Yeah, yeah. I, I slipped him a twenty. Yes. Like, hey, like, um, <clears throat> so you and I, you and I had a conversation like a year and a half ago, and one of the things that, and again, maybe because of my youth, one of the things that I was incredibly curious about was the role of dad in this, with two young kiddos and how did you do that? Because that it's, it's a not, it, and if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to, but that's an incredibly, and I don't know if admirable, is that the right word? There's a lot of admiration and being in that role of having to be truthful with kids and take care of kids and also take care of wife. I don't know that I've ever really put a whole lot of thought into it. Right. It's like, you know, it's kind of how, how I go to about, work right like there's a problem in front of you like how do you solve it right and um with her like with cancer right like that's not something i can solve right i just kind of have to put trust in her doctors and like and what we're doing and you know talking about like what are you know possible outcomes i mean the, and it, it's not easy right i mean there's days where you're like i don't know what tomorrow is going to look like right 
Um, so there is a lot of facade in front of the kids that you have to, you know, Hey, everything's great. Everything's going to be okay. Um, without really knowing, sure, you know, um, what that means, you know? So you just like, part of it was like, I don't think either of our kids really know like what that struggle was like for her or for me or really for anybody, because we really tried to put, put forth the facade of like, everything's going to be okay. Sure. Like we're going to trust the process. We're going to trust everything that's going on and everything's going to be okay. Right. Um, and that's really like kind of how we operated, you know? So I think that's, that's incredibly hard. And I know Ryan has some experience with this and this is a very emotional topic for Ryan as well. But I, when we had that conversation a year and a half ago, I just couldn't imagine being in that position where your, your day to day is, but you break it down very easily of, like this is our task and this is what we have to do and because we have to do it. But Angela, before we answer five, and again, I know this is a deep conversation, but you watched all of this from your lens. Can you speak about watching, A, your fight, not watching, but living it, but then also watching kids and Kenneth throughout Ooh, Okay, I'll try to be as succinct as I can. Uh, so, you know, um, I'm a very... Uh, independent person sometimes not to fired not not to my not to benefit me right meaning like i'm a little too independent um everybody knows me i'm very outgoing um i'm kind of an open book for the most part but if anybody really you know i'm a lot of about self-deprecating humor you know jokes uh whatever uh but if anybody really pays attention um most people don't really know know me, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't do vulnerable well. Um, so for me, in a weird way, it was a double-edged sword. So doing all of that during COVID, um, no, no one was allowed to go with me to any appointments. Nothing. I did everything alone. Um, and in one way, that was kind of sad because it was like you don't have someone there talking to you, holding your Fuck hand yeah. or whatever. But in another way, because... I'm uncomfortable being vulnerable. Being vulnerable. I get it that. was a safety net for me to go. It was two, it was twofold. One, I didn't have to yeah, let you see point. me like that. Sure. Um, sure. and part of the my whole thing from my end of the cancer was I don't have time to feel sorry for myself. Again, I put my big girl panties on sure. and you do what you gotta do. And I will protect my family as much as possible from any of the negative things that are actually happening. Sure. So the fact that you can't be there with me, cool, because then I can go home and pretend however I want to pretend. And I'm really good at pretending. Sure. Okay? Sure. So I can put on a face for anything. Um, so it that, and, and kind of like Kenneth, it was like, you know what? This is just what I do. I didn't have time to dwell. I didn't have a lot of time to feel sorry for myself. Humor got me through it. Um and I wanted to protect him and the household as much as I could from being a disruption. I felt like, and I know people say it's silly, but to me, I didn't want to be a burden. And I felt like I was becoming a burden on the household. So it was protecting that. Um, it was protecting my kids while being somewhat honest with them and preparing them, but yet also shielding them from it. Sure. But I think I honestly did the same thing to him. You know, we kind of had a discussion once. I didn't really let him in either. I tried to... But I'm not good at that. That's just not me. Like I'm so I don't really I forgot what you asked. Like he was wonderful. He was wonderful. And I couldn't have asked for a better partner. Uh, I just didn't allow 
I probably didn't actually allow him to be the support system that he was trying to be because sure. in my nature, I just do things on, like I'm going to do it. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? No, I, I, but I don't. It, it was a, it was a rough period, but it also in, in retrospect now, it almost feels like a blur. Yeah. Like I look back and I'm like, oh whew, shit, a lot. We had a lot. I just had a lot that went on that I really probably haven't truly processed. And kind of like Antoine, um, that you guys talked to earlier, and I were talking about. Um, probably I should do that at some point, right? Because you know we were talking about how the body remembers and processing, you know, grief and existential crises and all of these things. I haven't really done that. I've suppressed, suppressed, suppressed. So. I'm not really the best to ask because I, it, it just was a weird period that I, and I also, other than making a lot of jokes at the gym with all of you, because you were the ones that saw me every day. So you were the only people I really talked to. I was pretty private. There was occasional Facebook posts just because people always want to know stuff. And I thought, well, let me just make a freaking post so that nobody asks me. Sure. Right. That was the only reason I made them. Sure. But I was really not trying to get attention. Like, I was not trying to be the poster child for, for fucking breast cancer. Like, it was almost like I was embarrassed. I don't know how to explain it. It was almost like a sh- it, I just, and, and, and I was afraid that if I talked about it, that people would think I was just trying to get attention, which is not, as much as I get attention at the gym, it's attention that I want, like fun attention. Sure. I don't actually want, like, people to look at me and feel sorry for me or to pat me or say, like, I don't like that. So it just was a weird, it was, it's been a weird time for me. Um. But yeah. to end on a funny note, we could say that since the last time I was here, I now have hair and boobs. So, so I didn't want to take the thunder away, but I was I was going to say we. Could I mean, listen. I have to end on a joke because I just got way deeper than I thought I would, but it's because I've been drinking. So, right. I have hair now and I have boobs. There's shame. There's I not think a video. it was, and it's real. It's your hair. It's real. It's it, real. It goes hair. not your boobs. Now. It's partially my boobs. Well, not really hers. <laughs> Uh, but it's but the hair is. I can tell you that we, us three in the audience, really appreciate y'all diving into it, and we're incredibly happy that y'all are uh, with the gym and that you're healthy. Thank you. But not but and uh, that was number five. I didn't have number five. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, it's this one. Right you have okay. five glasses okay, of I fucking will explain whiskey. This. In I front like of there you. is a note that I wrote to uh, Somalier Matthew. That literally says, I want one more tiny scotch of all at the end. And the reason for that is not to be greedy. It was because I realized we've been talking greedy. so much. God damn it. It's your I didn't. Bottles. I haven't been ranking them. So the only way I can rank them is if I taste them all one more time. Sorry. So, well, let, you let know, me get I haven't five. ranked mine either then. I'm going to need five Yeah, more. I need five more glasses. <laughs> I'm going to need free found, gym membership for a year. Sure, sure, I, sure. I, had. I need free chiropractic ones? care for a year. That one was uh, that, no fucking sweaty jockstrap. Oh, I thought it was no. That was no, sweaty. That on the nose. Sweaty jockstrap on my on the nose. I want to know I how you know what sweaty jockstrap. We've you. all been in locker rooms. If yeah, you know, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, no. I think this one actually smells really fucking good. Yeah, I'm with, well, I'm with what does that say about you, JJ? <laughs> Wait, this is number five, right? The, yes, uh, the one I, I did. I did get a right little one. bit of a sour, yes, like yeah. so like something a little funky on the nose. Thank you, sweetheart. But it's really Somalier Matt. Well, he's he's pouring himself. We out. don't have time we, to dive into it, but Matt is actually my workout husband because everyone at the gym asks me that doesn't know us. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> Ryan's gonna. Did you bring all five we've had multiple in? people ask if Matt is my husband and not Kenneth, which goes back to Kenneth's introvertedness, and Matt is outgoing like me, so he and I are always like. Da-da-da-da-da. So all these random people are like, "Oh, is that your your wife? Is that your husband?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> so. 
That, that's our uh, joke. My my other you, husband is here. I think like, you can probably talk to my wife and a lot of people for the first yeah first year or so that we were at NFX did not realize that we were a pair until we got married yeah, and saw you, the last Oh, see, name. thank you. You all are just such yin and yang, though. It's like you, the introvert, her, the extra extrovert. What, what, what do you think is going on yeah, here? I didn't get it. That's what it works. Uh, do we want to take the wrappers off, guys? Do y'all? Wait, I mean, wait. Yeah. I didn't do five. Hang on, one really quick. I like five. Five is delicious. Uh, let's talk about five real quick before we completely dive into it. Sure. So, so the sweaty jockstrap. Pretty sure we were doing that. <laughs> All right, sweaty jockstrap. Go ahead. I'm not a fan I, of five. I'm not a sweaty jockstrap. A sweet, delicious, I guess, jockstrap. That is oh, not man. sweet. There's nothing sweet about this. I like it. I think. It's, I think I, that he's well, had too many I pours before this pour. There is no. Okay, hang on. Give me a second. Sweaty jockstrap. Spicy bo. Spicy, I guess, I guess, yeah, a little spicy, 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 but not quite bo. Oh, but. I'm really interested where this lands. I'm going to be really interested sound. where this lands. <laughs> sure. Proof wise, or no, because I have one uh-huh. being the brother of three, mm. but okay. a little spicier. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. I like that. I, I, I see have, where I like you're it. going with that. I mean, that's like yeah. I have them being mm. really similar to each other taste wise, mm-hmm. which probably means that they're supposed to be the opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm. But in my taste buds, they're brother and sister. Well, might, I will it say might be similar, and two might just be a little I was, higher proof. I'm almost yeah. more excited to see where Evan ranks because. The, I've got the other, ranks. the rest of us are a little more in. I think we all know oh, into no, bourbon. We're a little more purists, yeah. But yeah, yeah. so that's why I'm like, I like, I, I like though that saying. he's not. Like, I like, I want to see where he okay. falls in comparison to those of us that are a little more. I'm also, you the, know, I'm the world's best and worst test takers. I will not check my tests. I will. Oh. I go first. I go first bullet, and like I stick with it. So in this, I literally just once I tasted them. And I got the next one. I would just re-rank it on in my initial yeah. taste, and That's I would like I won't go back and and try to re-guess them. So, can we take the bags off? Yeah, I'm okay. And with we'll that. start. Yeah. So, okay. well, hey, but before before we take the bags off, like, what was every like the? That's what I'm doing right. I'll go last. Favorite number one. Number one. Number one was your guys' favorite. Yeah. Number five. Yours five. So I'm tied between one and five on my favorite. Yeah, or, I'm, I'm sorry, between three and so three and five. Ooh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I really one, like two, number three, two. Four. I guess you guys it's okay are... if we rip it off yeah, at yeah. this point. Just rip the bags off. Here. The Matt bags are numbered for us. Yes, they're in brown paper bags. I fucking knew it. Yes, I just said it. One. Bam, bam, bam. I knew it. One down here, five down I here. I knew it. Yeah. I just said that number two right. was my favorite. So Angela's ding, yelling. Ding, ding, Just Angela, pause for one Sorry. second. So the order, real fast. Yeah. Ken, you, or JJ, you can read them. Yeah, what I'll was the them. order? So number one was uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Van Winkle 12 Special Reserve. Right? So number Bobby. one was the 12 year? Number one was the 12 year. Okay. That was my least favorite. Number one. That was my favorite. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So then number two mm-hmm. was the 15 year mm-hmm. Happy Van Winkle Family Reserve. So that was number two. Okay. Number three was the ten-year old Van Rim, uh, Van Winkle. The ten-year, the three, number three. Yeah. Wow. Was the lightest one probably. Yeah, but, so, I know. but you were I, right I, though. I, I, got, I got a ranking, years. but no one's. No, okay. I have so. one and three being brothers to, or five and three being brothers to oh, each other. Oh, five and three. You said one and three. I'm you sorry. said one five, and three. Five and three being brothers okay. to each other. So I'm being interested. Oh, so on you're that. wrong. So I, I was actually agreeing four, with you when you said one and three. Number four. Uh-huh. Was the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve twenty three year old? That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, it was subtle and delicious, but no yeah. shot. Okay, 
Um, and then the number five, which I thought was great, oh. was the 20 year old. That's interesting. Very okay. curious. Okay. Okay. So, I'll see. Okay. So okay. who had five? Interesting. So Ken, who had five as their favorite? Well, I didn't, it wasn't my favorite. One and five. Right one there. Five. Five. Had five I went with one. You had five as your favorite? Five, five was. I, I, First I like or between three and five. What were because that's the, the yeah. so the twenty year is the flagship, right? It, the twenty 15. year is like well, I thought the twenty years one has all the awards. And the shit. fifteen though is the one that okay. So anecdotally, what I will say from everybody that I've seen in my big little whiskey group that I'm a big part of, big little whiskey group, big mm-hmm. little whiskey softflex. So um, I repeatedly saw that the fifteen year is. High, like that that's the one that everybody says is kind of the golden hmm. nugget like of all of them is the 15 year so that's why when i picked the 15 which is number two as my favorite i got a little overexcited because i was like yeah i agree with all my buddies like yeah. you I know can, oh, that's a great little i can chamber. see that though i from my standpoint <laughs> hey, that doesn't have a great whiskey taste that was the heaviest one like as far as taste that was the one that punched in the mouth the most with <laughs> That had the I'd like to add, like because it's also the one taste. of the two, only that? two that's 107, and I like higher proof bourbons. So if I'm going to drink bourbon and whiskey, I prefer it to always be over 100 proof. So and it is 107 proof. Okay. So I'm just saying, like, so it doesn't flex. shock me that that yeah, I yeah. like the one that's the higher, uh, higher well, proof. Well, and that, that fits my burn, assholes. Um, that had the burn down in the belly. I don't think one. it's, well, it did have Yeah, no, I called you all assholes. You and I. Yeah, burns my, it's going to burn later. So those guys said number one is very good though, Ryan. I'm with you. Uh, they said yeah, good. it's between one and three. So uh, like I number think- two, that that vanilla kind of flavored everything else. Like I kind of couldn't get the. I don't know if I, I don't know if everything else just has vanilla in it, or I just couldn't get the damn vanilla off my tongue. From what the were you going to say That's what about the 15 year? You were Ryan. You had the, something to say. The, about it was the same thing. I thought the 15 year was like it was so sweet or so vanilla yeah, yeah. that it was soft. And personally, I don't. Like them soft. I think number I one like is them soft. A little more like I like a little bit of spice. So it, oh, see that's what. Go, that, but here's the thing. I literally agree with what you just said. However, I disagree with the bourbons that you labeled it as. Right. Meaning, I would have labeled one as soft and sweet, yeah. and I would label two as more of that like mm, it's got that burn. It's like a nice subtle like subtle sweet, but it's still that whiskey burn and the complexity and the flavor. So I agree with you, but I disagree on which bourbon you're labeling. That's so, okay, here's a curious experiment because you got 12, 15, 10, 23, and 20. That was the order of the years that we were in. Mm-hmm. My question, just looking at this from a data standpoint, whiskey one to whiskey two, how did you compare? Don't answer that yet. And then whiskey four and whiskey five. How did those two specifically, so four to five and then one to two, how did you compare those two to each other? The reason I ask this is because those are the closest in years aged. Whiskey two, so two is a 10 year, one is a 12 year, and then four and five are only three years apart. And I think four is so grossly far away from five as far as taste goes. Hmm. Mm, I agree with you. And they're only three years apart. Yes, so I would say that... The one and two, I loved one, but preferred two because one was almost a little too smooth. I know some people in the bourbon world hate that word, but I'm using it anyway. Um, it was a little too smooth, a little too soft, a little too sweet, but I loved it. Like an easy sipper. I could Is pick this that the up. fucking three bears? 
Like four inches too hot, four inches too cold. Like yes, what's going on? it, it absolutely is. So, Welcome number, to Bourbon Tasting two, 101. I, I already explained how I love number two, which was the 15 year. As far as number four and five goes, so number four was the 23 year. I did not like the smell, but I did really think it tasted great. Number five was my least favorite. That was a 20 year. Least favorite, hands down. Did not really enjoy that one so much. But I would say I liked all of the other ones. I didn't really dislike any of them, except number five, would I drink it? Yes, but it would be my least favorite. But the one through four, I loved them all. So for me, the, the only one I didn't truly didn't like was number three. I'd like number three, the 10 year old. It just, it was a punch to me. It made me, it made me like do it, like shift my head. I like, and then. Mm. The word I wrote for number four was delicious, but by, by the time I got to four and five, all I, seriously, all I could taste was vanilla. So I don't know if it's just a flavor profile of Pappy, but the, the 10 year, I thought the 10 year was like the most refreshing. I could uh, drink a lot of it. It's lighter. It's that, that was my favorite. Was yeah. what, well, between the between ten the 10 year and I the 20 year. Because in- uh, so number five, one and five, or excuse me, three and three five, and five were, my, were my top. Yes. My top two. But at the Ooh, end of the day, really? like, five? so you keep they saying were you all said one and then three. So you said one earlier. I, I actually meant three. think that okay. one and three yeah. is more what Evan originally said on accident. I think one and three taste more similar to each other than when you changed oh, no. it. I think three and five taste the most Here, similar to me personally, which we found out. And it, I can be oh, wrong. I, oh, right. I, I Here, mean, here's the hard thing for me is like they all have a unique flavor. And sure. nose profile to them, and they're all really good. They are good. I was worried I'd be underwhelmed, but I'm actually happy. So that it's they hard all to good. make a distinction of like you know saying that like like three is my favorite and my least favorite was actually the twelve year, right? But I would drink the twelve year. Yeah, I mean, we we have to preface all of this that when you're saying, I guess if you want to say CrossFit or if you want to say professional sports when we say that's our fifth favorite one like that's still the elite of the elite whiskeys that we're talking about here that we're having to rank as oh this is the worst one you have to be incredibly good to be a pappy uh so i don't want anybody to think that this is like kentucky dale or anything no no i don't want to throw up with any of these no you should ryan you seem to be writing down there Uh, uh, i was just looking at the price points and the msrps it's crazy and and the different uh it, what I think is interesting is, and this is exactly why I thought we should do it this way, like because it's I'm glad it's we did. So too. funny how we have arrived at such different places with these whiskeys, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm disappointed in myself that typically I'm like that hundred, like hundred proof yeah. or slightly higher range, and I actually like the ninety proof one more. Right, that, that actually disappoints myself a little bit. And Anyway, no, but you know what I've actually learned about bourbon, just to your point, Ryan, is that um, I can, it's so variable, meaning when I say I prefer higher proof bourbons, typically, yes. However, you can get some literally hazmat labeled bourbons, like in the 141 proof bourbons that are horrible. No, that 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 drink like a 90 proof. Like that's what's so crazy. And then you can get an 85 proof that drinks like a 130 proof where you're going like, right? Like all that ethanol, like over. So it's so variable to me that it's kind of weird sometimes with the proof that the proof doesn't always mean anything if you have a really good uh, blend. 
Meaning, like, I think sometimes sure. the higher proofs can really surprise you and drink like a lower proof. And some of those lower proofs can really surprise you. And you're like, what the ethanol fuck are we doing here? Like, so I don't know. I don't know. And I'm a little disappointed in myself. I'm too, you know, just for the podcast in general, I'm too busy talking about other things to really give appropriate tasting notes and nose palate. So for those that are true bourbon enthusiasts, we probably didn't do this justice. And we're not speaking to them. No, we're not. We're not. That's not not the target audience for this. I don't know. But normally I try to actually get real tasting notes, real nose notes. And today I was just like, oh no, I like it. It's good. Good news is, is you've still got four fifths of every bottle in here that you can go and continue to drink. You can't resell them. They're all torn. And, and that's so, why we have the sommelier pour so that he did look at you. You did, did so good, good job, Matt. Right? Look pretty, pretty yeah. So good. So 23, 23 got a little, little if, out of hand. That was probably if we go through these up. one at a time. So the 10 year, 10 year, right? Which was number three. Yes, sir. Is 107 proof. Oh, damn. Yep. That would be, that would Retail be price. MSRP is 70. Okay. Street value is seven hundred. Okay. With more than that, I guarantee it's more than. <laughs> that. Yeah, this is just whatever site. That, yeah, because like even on this site. But just but just so y'all know from all the casters. stuff I've done, it's yeah. it's way higher than what these websites are listing. Okay. All right. So and then you. the twelve year uh, is ninety proof. That was number one. Yeah. Retail price is eighty. Street value a thousand. The fifteen year, which number was that? That was number three, or that was number two that we did. Yeah. That was a 15-year. Yep. That's a proof 107. Retail price is, is 120, and street price is 2,500. <laughs> the 20-year, that was number five, which I thought was the worst. I, no, I agree with you. 90 think, proof. Uh, I agree that one was 90 was proof. It, retail, MSRP is 200, but street price, is, it says 4,000. And then the 23-year, which was number four, that's 96 proof. So that, I mean, for me, that's usually like where that's like a good range for me, but I didn't really like it that much. Uh, $300 is MSRP and it says street value 5000 Yeah. So we, we could have actually paid off medical bills had we chosen to sell <laughs> so, these like Ryan told us to. That was probably but, my um, idea, but you know, I mean, but, but, but we, I'm getting business coaching, you know, these days. I'm trying to, Trying to tap into my peers and get some business coaching, and you know, so if you, so let me know. All right, so this is going to be a really interesting ending here. Yeah. We're not going to do the typical one on this. Well, right? I mean, we are, but in a in a in a curveball. Okay. So, Angela, you've done this once. Kenneth, you've never done this before. <laughs> we normally say forty five seconds. We'll have a little bit longer than that. You're face to face with either either a million. Either, either. Good gracious. You're face-to-face with either a millionaire or a hobo. You cannot say, hobo, you can't afford this. You're explaining these five whiskeys, and you're saying which one you would go grab. Angela, you start. No, why me? Because <laughs> you are a guest. <laughs> Y'all, I let this guy literally crack my bones. Okay. Um, talking about JJ not. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about JJ's meat who see, cracks my bones. Uh-huh. See, you know what? See, I I'm just purposely trying to get that filter of that. Yeah, explicit. explicit really, we've already we dropped just the put it on there. We just I just on there. okay, good. I just I just wanted to be on there so bad. I it's like a badge of pride for me. Okay. Um. Okay. 
Why would we drink it? Is that what you're asking? I'm so sorry, so Evan. So the question, Kenneth, we'll start with you. Thank Kenneth, you, Evan, because you know I was going to uh, fuck that up. <laughs> you you have a small amount of time with either a bum or a millionaire, and you're explaining is. the five pappies, and you're saying, go grab this pap. This pap. I think my response would be whatever pappies you can get your hands on is the one that you try, right? Because they're all really, really good. I think bang for your buck um, is uh, – what, which was my favorite was the tenure. Okay. Um, right. Um, so, but you can't go wrong with any of them. So we got one for the tenure. Angela, are you prepared to do this now? I am prepared. Thank okay, you. Okay, go ahead. Thank you, Evan. Um, I would say, I mean, yes, whatever you can get. All of them are, are great. I wasn't a fan of number five, which was the 20 year, but would I still drink it? Absolutely. Um, I would say that uh, if you can have it, enjoy it. My my thing though with this with the whole Pappy lineup is I was concerned I'd be underwhelmed like oh god this this huge hype and what if I don't like any of them I was really genuinely concerned that like shit am I gonna open these and go we should have fucking sold all of them yeah it's like we you maybe were we maybe should have sold the twenty <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, I'm starting to see a lot of correlation here <laughs> a lot of correlation same stories repeating patterns in her life sense, you know. Daddy issues. Yeah. Uh, that explains a lot if you just really want to know me in a nutshell. Um, so I would say that uh, <laughs> I've never been on a pole. Um, <laughs> You're talking to a bum or a millionaire. Five pappies. Keep Choose your one, the one you want the most. All right, fine. You know what? Actually, although I preferred the 15-year for just a regular everyday drinker who may not necessarily dive into whiskey as much, I would say number one, which is a 10 year or no, I'm so sorry, the 12 year, because it is just so easy to drink. You don't have to think about it. It's sweet. It's smooth. It's delicious. It's easy on the palate. It doesn't have a ton of burn. So I would probably tell people to do the 10 year. I'm sorry, the 12 year. I've been drinking (laughs) the 12 year. (laughs) You don't say JJ. (laughs) Homeless man, millionaire. I, uh, you know what? Honestly, for either one, I, these are great, and they're once in a lifetime experiences, and I'm glad I've had it. But so for the glad price I did point, this with you guys. I know. <laughs> for the price point, to be honest with you, like fuck no, just don't. Just go spend the money and do something else. Go. There's so many other better drinks out there. I'm. It's I really am with good. You. I am with I, you. I mean, it's like, for, but for the price point, give me a Johnny Blue. Give me the 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 the. the the Glen Fittish that we had a few months back. Like, give me those. I'll, I'll drink that. If I had to choose and say, you know what? Get this one. Get the 10 or the 12 year. I agree. They're really cheap. I I love, I love the 12 year, but man, like I don't see them as this extra special, like worth thousands of dollars for that bottle. I agree. So, so to quote the great Dennis green, they are exactly who they thought we were. That's who they are. You just said, what are you, a politician? You yeah. said no, nothing. No, Danny Green. You That's said what he said. Danny Green. It's awesome. Yeah, but you it's said something quote. without well, saying anything. You're not really into sports very much. So, yeah, but, but okay. So the sports people will get it. Yeah. So it, to, to, to piggyback a little bit and build off what JJ's saying is, it's exactly what I figured they would be. There's no possible way you can make water brown and make it $2,000 a bottle and it tastes good. Like... I don't know how. I, yeah, I don't know how you value a two thousand yeah. dollar taste. I just, I can't friggin' figure that out. So it's exactly what I figured it would be. I knew they would be good, or I, I assumed they would be good, and they are. I think they yeah. are really good. The interesting point that I think is that 
the 10, 12, and 15 are better than the 20 and the 23. Absolutely. Which goes to tell you a lot of what you need to know about aging of whiskeys and things of that nature. Sure. So, uh, as, as, you know, the price point that you're going to pay for a 23-year pour compared to a 10-year pour at a restaurant are going to be astronomical. That's going to be a That's huge a price. That's a huge difference you're going to pay. Yeah. Pay the cheaper route for the 10 year and you're going to fucking love it. Yeah. So, so that's my opinion on them is I think is exactly what I figured they would be. They would be, they would be good, but not like, Oh my God, overwhelmingly they knocked my socks off type of thing. Uh, and the lower years, there's nothing wrong with them. Fantastic. No, it, the 10, 12 and 15 are really hard to pull apart. They really are that close. I thought they, they were that close. 12 and so. 15. Right? I agree so with you. I do agree with you. And that doesn't happen a lot. I don't yeah. think anybody. And I also would like the listeners to know that these gentlemen are normally not this nice to me. So it's because there's a couple thousand dollars. There's a, there's, there's a there's yeah. whiskey sitting We're going to turn the microphones off and everybody's going to be like, fuck you, Angela, go home. Hey, look, you know what? <laughs> I, I didn't bring it up till just now. That stupid ass fucking rye. I, oh, oh, no, no, no. Evan, you're going to let us have, you're going to give me a 30 second moment, but you can have your turn. I would like everyone, I would like everyone to know that actually is an active daily listener to this podcast that Evan has bitched about that E.H. Taylor rye that I brought that I one have. day I went to the gym and took him a blind sample of something Ryan. and said, Oh, Ryan, I got a, yeah, you said Evan I said Ryan. Ryan. Oh, then I apologize. I've it's also fine. been drinking. I know you think we're the same person. But not. No, I don't. You are very different. One's got an epic beard. Uh, one's got a horrible very, No, you are well. very different. Okay, so I took Ryan a blind sample again of the H. Taylor Rye that he likes to throw me under the bus for on the first time I've been here. And he drank it. And then I went back and asked him, oh, what'd you think? And he liked it, everyone. He liked the H. Taylor Rye. So the next time that... He gets on there and tries to throw me under the bus that I brought a shitty fucking bourbon or whiskey to this podcast. No, I did not. And take him with a grain of salt. That's all I'm saying. Because you cannot bring up it my... It was bad my, that day. It, it was, wasn't bad that... Oh. It was a Friday night when I drank it at about 1.30 in the morning. So everything... Here comes the good. disclaimers. Here comes anyway, the disclaimers. The point is, is he doesn't want to be wrong. Moving on, But Evan. he's wrong. <laughs> this is going well. <sighs> Actually, this is quite. Uh, this is typical. This is a day in the life. This, of, this has gone really well. This is why um, nobody coaches the eight thirty except me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, yes. <laughs> I think this podcast, yes, <laughs> in and of a way, is a great symbol of the Tate marriage. It's been a great symbol of it. I don't know what that uh, actually Angela's means. Angela's done all the talking like, and Ken's just sat there no, and drank whiskey. No, Kenneth. Oh my God, you guys. Nobody calls him Ken except for these people. Kenneth did plenty of talking. Like so it. here we Take go. Up for me. You he had your time. No, he never Angela, you had your time with the billionaire. <laughs> um, <laughs> couple things with the pappies. One, and we've said this before, and I think both of you would agree with me. I'm going to hold true to the rule. This would not be something like if somebody came up, uh, the first thing I would ask them is how much whiskey have you drank in your life? And if they can't tell me a, a pretty good amount of whiskey and a good like quantity of brands, I'm probably going to say, don't drink the pappies because you're not really going to appreciate it and understand what you've got. Yeah. Certainly what Ryan said, $2,000, $3,000 for a bottle. That's insanity. But also if you want to know more about why the insanity is, go read Pappy Land. There is a book over this entire thing on why it may be this expensive. And, and a Netflix a- documentary uh, Sorry, heist. And a Netflix documentary yeah. heist. So go yeah, the, dive into those, those two things. Yeah. Uh, personally... 
I thought the uh, 20 year was the best, which actually holds true with my palate, oh. uh, which is I love 90 proof stuff. I'm an Irish whiskey guy. I'm not a high proof guy. So it, uh, it resonated with me. So before Angela can tell us to fuck ourselves anymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> Angela and Kenneth, thank you so much for coming Thanks, on, having deep conversations, bringing fantastic whiskeys, uh, and making this Sunday even more enjoyable than it probably would have been. I can't wait to come back. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, (laughs) all of you enjoy the rest of your day. This is Whiskey Fit signing off. Peace, guys. (laughs)